What's up, y'all? Uh, my name is Spencer. <laughs> Shailen's dancing, rightfully so. Cal won. Um, we're back in the newsroom. The same day, just a few hours after Cal beat Washington 20-19. to uh, Again, my name is Spencer Galanka. I'm the sports editor here at the Daily Californian. I got three lovely beat writers with me who will introduce themselves now. I'm Shailen. Yeah. I'm Emily. Yeah. I'm Josh. I'm half alive. Yeah, I thought you were going to say yeah. I got three hours of sleep, not three lovely beat writers. I actually got six hours of sleep, except oh, it was yay. from 9 a.m. this morning to 3 p.m. Oh. So, like an hour ago. <laughs> okay. uh, like morning. I said, guys, Washington uh, lost to Cal, or Cal beat Washington, if you want to say <laughs> that, uh, 20 to 19. Two years in a row. Two years in a row, baby. Um, me and Cal, or not me. Me and Josh were there. My name is basically Cal. Yeah, your name is basically Cal. He lives, breathes, and eats Cal. Uh, We were both there in the press box to experience the weather delay and everything. Um, I got back here. What time did you get back, Josh? Well, to backtrack a little bit, in case you didn't know, the game ended at 1.22 a.m. Yeah. Um, We should probably... And kickoff was at 7.30 p.m. (laughs) So the first quarter was, no lie, three and a half, four hours long. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll start with the, or I mean, we'll get to the specifics in a second. But uh, I didn't get home till like 6.30. And then, you know, I had to edit the story and everything. So um, that was fun. Uh, I'd never really experienced anything like that. And it seems like a lot of people in the press box didn't either. So uh, just a few things that I wanted to talk about right off the bat. Like, um Let's just like fast forward to that last drive for a second because I think Garbers like was fantastic um, in that last drive. I think uh, he really uh, he was probably the reason why Cal won in that last drive. Although there was a lot of rushing support as well, but uh, let's just start with that last drive and talk about how crucial that was for for Cal. You want me to start? Go ahead, Josh. Well, if you want to start with the last drive, the thing that you have to talk about is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers always says that the key to a, two minute, a good two-minute drill is the first play. First play was a lot like what we saw in the first half, which, um, to backtrack a little bit, Will Craig, Cal's starting left tackle, did not travel with the team, um, was apparently hurt or had some, something personal going on. We'll, we'll find out more later. But Cal had a lot of new moving parts in the offensive line. So in the first half of play, Washington's new new look front seven was all over Chase Garbers. I mean, he was running for his life for most of the first half. In the first play of this two-minute drill, which is supposed to be the most important one, Garbers is running and running and running. He escapes for four yards, gets out of bounds, and a couple plays later, Kels facing third and two, I believe, um, right off the bat. Now, UW, of course, after the long delay, the crowd that was more than 66,000 people was down to about 15,000. So the, like, the crowd noise was definitely different than it was in the, in the first quarter. But at the same time, it was still that moment where you realize, like, this is it. Like, can Chase Garbers, who had 65 pass yards for the first three and five, six quarters, That's make a play? <laughs> and uh, 
Chris Brown took it, uh, like picked up the first down, and from there they just went off. I mean, Garbers threw the 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 I believe it was the back shoulder to Jordan Duncan, probably was, the, the yeah. best thrown ball of the oh, game by far. That's beautiful. Um, threw another, did the same play. Kyler Gordon or DB had a pass interference, um, and then of course the big strike to Kakoa Crawford, in which they got down to basically the doorstep. Um, Garbers that we all know is a cool, confident guy, no matter how things are going, and he. Well, I don't think we know that. I just, think just his personality, his personality, yeah. not not necessarily playing, but well, I think he solidified that. In the field. He well, yeah, I think the only thing that I mean, you can tell by the scoreline, it's twenty nineteen. The only thing that kept us in the game was that we had no offensive turnovers, and yeah. you can credit a lot of that to Chase Garbers. I think you and you mentioned it, Josh, throughout the game. You were talking about his decision making, like he was throwing balls away when he needed to. He wasn't, you know, putting. Putting his wide receivers in danger. No, absolutely. I mean, there were a lot of plays where it was like throw the ball away, you know, regroup, and that was the right that was the right play in the circumstances because a lot of Cal's receivers were not getting open in key circumstances. But on first and second down, you know, go toss the ball out of bounds and, and regroup. Um, yeah. There was a lot of really good decision making by Chase Carvers. Yeah. So he did that. Thomas did his thing, um, and Cal held on to get the victory. So um, that was fantastic. So now let's go back to the beginning. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, my! The beginning right. of the eight-hour, nine-hour affair, whatever happened. Uh, it was—I mean, what a what a night or what a two nights, however many nights it was. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, just me for me personally, um, being a part of that experience, um, a part of the storm delay. Uh, Washington has one of the most beautiful stadiums. I mean, it, it is the best setting in college football uh, with the waterfront. Um, as they like to call it. Uh, it's pretty beautiful. Just an overall great night. So, um, I think just in terms of environment, you got like the Ohio State, the the Horseshoe, Clemson's got um, its hill where the players run out, but Washington as a whole, just the scenery itself, I, it's very difficult to beat. If you want to compare, Justice and I are from the Bay Area. We're Giants fans. I mean, wait, who's Justice? Justice is our producer, Jay Dizzle. What do you do, baby? Justice and I are San Francisco Giants fans. We're born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, Oracle Park in San Francisco, with the waterfront. That's probably the the thing that sticks out to me about Husky Stadium is that it's very comparable to that that scene, that environment. They call, uh, the fans that in the program that are called Husky Stadium the most incredible venue in college football, or something along those lines, and it's really easy to see why. So, credit to the few of fans who stuck Dude, it out. The first five minutes. The first of the five minutes of the okay. game were insane. <laughs> so the lead up was was insane. Obviously, we went down to the field, and I mean, you could tell that it was going to be a great atmosphere. Oh, an, an insane atmosphere, and even with school not being in session, I was really surprised um, with the student turnout as well. Uh, but kickoff happened, and the press box would Cal got the ball. The press box, it felt like an earthquake was going on. Spencer and I would be sitting next to each other, and I'd have to yell just to talk to him. I mean, the windows were open. The the upper section of the stadium is very close to the press box, and we had the windows open. Yeah, we're also a mile up. A mile in the air. It's oh It was just shaking the Who whole time. Who just ran the ball? It, exactly. It, I mean, <laughs> it, I mean so a, lot of, a lot of the reporters up there have to have binoculars. I mean, we're, we're rookies in, in that stadium, yeah, and yeah. we're out here like just like scrambling to see who's on the offensive line. Like, who, yeah. who, like It was just like... It was it was a, it was a scramble uh, not only for the Cal offense but for us it was uh, oh wow it was it was pretty unbelievable I'm not gonna lie credit to to the Washington fans they created a great atmosphere but thank God literally God if you make the weather thank you 
<laughs> because you, I think, oh yeah, Mother Nature creates the weather. Uh, God does some other stuff, uh, I think. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, I forget what I was going to say because I went Dude, off about 2016 World Series rain delay. Game 7 of the World Game Series. Seven. It, you know how much this means to me. Okay? <laughs> Emily's from Utah, but she is a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. Because that Thank makes you. sense. I'm really got slim pickings in Utah, you guys. That's okay? true. That's I, true. If I had a team to be loyal to there, I would be, but sadly. It's all in shade of the Utah Jazz out here. Whoa. No, Whoa. I was talking baseball. <laughs> I can't just, you know, uh, call the Salt Lake Bees my team. Oh, really? Anyway. I've actually been to a Salt Lake Bees game. That is a deep cut right there. They're the Angels farm team, right? Yeah, they are. Wow, I love got... them, but I mean, you know. Okay. Can I really? I don't know. I... <laughs> people. People. Uh, I need somebody to love. Yeah. That, that game was crazy. Rain is good luck. I'm convinced of it. I, I think it completely changed the nature of the game in terms of in Ginkow's favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. So five minutes in the game, yeah, 9.56 <laughs> mark. Um, no more than t- like 10, 15 minutes of like real time. Um, weather advisory goes on the scoreboard. Teams are evacuated. And there's no rain, or there's like the sky is dark, but there's nothing going on. So it, a lot of it, us are like, oh, maybe this is precautionary, as they said. And then maybe 20, 30 minutes in, you saw, you heard the thunder, you saw the lightning um, at Husky Stadium went out, and not not on purpose, but there was some sort of um, weather disturbance caused the like the stadium lights at Husky Stadium to go out there's a really cool video on twitter if you can find it of that exact moment at about the 30 minute mark um the not, scene not gonna lie the thunder was legit shaking oh it was, the thunder the thunder was real it was echoing it was i mean pretty significant um there was no like immediate danger to the stadium i want to mention that obviously but um just the surrounding areas the sky is lit up with as you, like, like a scene out of a movie honestly yeah. um justice mentioned it's like a horror film for like a sports like horror film <laughs> that's probably as close as it gets i mean the, the we knew it was gonna be a long delay after that because we weren't sure at first what the situation was gonna be mm-hmm. and once that happened it was like okay we're gonna be in for a long night yeah dude. Um, we settled in and, and do the washington fans were chanting back and forth from each like rafter it was like it, it got it got a little corny at some points fans were running on the field and everybody was cheering it was great yeah, I mean, like I said, credit to the UW fans that stuck around. Um, Unreal. It was a great environment even after that. I don't want to talk too much about just, like, the three-hour delay just because we want to talk about the game. But yeah. the delay as a whole was unique. I mean, I, I was talking with a variety of people in the box. Joe Starkey, the Cal broadcaster who's been with the team for since 1975. Um, Larry Stone, the Seattle Times writer who's been covering UW football for many decades. Both of them told me, look, they've been a part of weather delays, but nothing like this. The, just the sheer nature of the hour of the day, um, the nature of the storm itself, um, the fact that it happened so early in the contest. I mean, it was truly a unique situation, and I guess we're lucky to have been there. Unlucky? <laughs> oh, dude, I think, I mean, I don't think, uh, in terms of, for Cal, I don't think there'll be a game like this for a while, um, in terms of. And like we can, that'll be a good transition to talking about how Cal played in that. Like, just so I think, like I said, the uh, the break helped, and Cal returned, and really, both teams kind of took the first quarter to settle in, and Washington got the first knockout, and down ten nothing for the second week in a row. Cal comes back and runs the ball again, nearly two hundred yards rushing, uh, and then Dancy getting. 
Josh, what do you got on that? Um, yeah, the two keys to Cal's success, at least in the early going, is run the ball and play defense. I mean, defense we knew was going to be a, a big factor in, throughout the entire season. I mean, that's the identity of this program at this time. Um, Jacob Eason had a B-minus, C-plus day, 18 of 30, 162 yards. Cam Bynum had a fantastic interception, Cal's first takeaway um, in that department of the year. Yeah. Um, and hold on. Evan Weaver, dude. Yeah. Oh we'll talk God. about Evan Weaver a lot in, oh, in the next couple of minutes. Oh but God. Evan Weaver, who was disappointed in the way the defense played against UC Davis, came out with 18 tackles. Um, it's not quite Jordan Kanashik's 22 against UCLA, but the nature of so it's a failure. coming out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the nature of coming out of the locker room at 10:30 p.m. and spearheading that effort was it, it, it was it really is a reminder that Evan Weaver is probably the most valuable player on this team. Um, and, and just so many facets, the leadership, um, the play that you, that he exhibited, um, he got a nice forced fumble. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, he, he forced the first turnover of, or the second turnover of the game. My bad. Um, Jacob Beeson scrambles out of the pocket. Weaver comes up from the weak side, um, jumps on him from behind, balls out and Ben, ben Hawk Schreider, um, jumps on it. The, the offense didn't do much of that, but uh, with that opportunity, but it set the tone yeah. the rest of the, the, uh, the evening. Um, UW never found the end zone again. Besides that one, Savon Ahmed breakaway on fourth down. Um, there was no sense that the defense was gonna just crumble. I mean, UW did, UW actually converted three field goals in the second half, but when they needed to, Evan Weaver was the one yeah. spearheading that effort, and it was really an awesome sight to see. I think Coin Dang had nine tackles as well. Right, Luke Beckett had a couple tackles for loss. Yeah. I mean, the defense was flying around everywhere. I think. Um, Josh, or not Josh, not Josh, Shaylin, Emily, <laughs> you guys were back here, uh, Shaylin, you were tweeting about the game, Emily, you were uh, dusting up on your football knowledge. Oh, yeah. Uh, from an outsider's perspective, what uh, what were you guys' thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think talking about the speed of the defense, talking back again about Weaver, you could clearly see that he's much faster than last year. Oh, I mean, God. he was making Jacob Eason run around like a chicken with his head cut off. I think they sent Weaver on a blitz a lot, and... He, I think, ended with a couple sacks, I believe. Uh, Obviously, two, two, the strip two, two, two sack. For loss. Strip sack he had. And then, um, yeah, he was incredible. Second in the nation in tackles right now, right, right where he belongs. Yeah. It's kind of insane because I, a lot of the times, at least early in this game and especially in the Davis game, I don't see him tack, tackling people. Like, I'll, I'll get the stat sheet from the first quarter. I'd be like, oh, Evan yeah. Weaver has 10 tackles already. When did You'd be like, happen? when did this happen? He just is, is he's in, always in the right he's place. He's always in the right time. place at the right time, involved in every play and every tackle. There was a documentary um, called The Drive last year on the Cal football team. It was like a short 10-minute thing. And Justin Wilcox said about Evan Weaver, he you don't see it. You take it for granted so easily. But he wants to make every tackle. And he's never saying, like, where's my help? Like, he's expecting himself to make every single tackle on every single play. And that's how high he sets the bar for himself. He set the bar for a win. And that's what he got. And uh, Alexander's takers yeah. did you know, really Alexander's well as well. Taker's going to uh, take. Taker's going to take. Uh, Bynum did that. And I think, I think Davis did well. Ashton Davis um, containing a few breakaway plays. So through the air, UW had one explosive play to Aaron Fuller. That was the crazy one where he caught the ball like three times yeah. um, behind the secondary. That was the lone explosive play that Eason and Fuller connected on. Um, Fuller, 40 yards on three catches. Hunter Bryant, 40 yards, four catches. 
other than that, the the re- the targets and reps are pretty split, and the Huskies didn't do a whole lot of downfield action. If, if anything, I think they did well rushing in the running oh, yeah. game early on. I think the defensive front came out firing after the break and really like figured out how to stop that attack. Th- there were times in the second half with Savon Ackman where it, it, re- it gave me flashbacks to the cheese it Bowl last year when Sewell <laughs> Alonaloa gashed. Exactly. Justin's doing the uh, reaction. Um, Triggered. Cheesable, yeah. Um, Savon Ahmed, 21 carries, 119 yards. The bulk of that after the first quarter. Um, he had that one touchdown run of 21 yards. Um, just between the tackle, tackle running, I mean, UW's offensive line, Nick Harris, who we thought we knew was questionable coming in, he played and had a fantastic game. Um, the line of scrimmage was won by the Huskies for the majority of this contest. I agree. Um, Besides Luke Beckett had a monster day. Yeah, Luke yeah. Beckett had a monster day. Yeah. Um, between the tackles, the the Huskies were very, very solid. I mean, Ahmed was Miles Gaskin's backup last season, but it looks like he has taken the lead um, on the lion's share of reps this season. I'm, yeah, I think, I think our defense was the definition of bend but don't break because mm-hmm. Washington was already one of the worst teams last year at turning red zone appearances into touchdowns and we forced them into four field goals again so they that's obviously something they have to work on but when when they got close Cal did a good job of holding them and I I I, watching Cal last season I had absolutely no faith late in games and this I for some reason I I felt it I called it I think I was the reason for the win Oh my um, god! I called it before you guys you did. did. Literally at the very well, I think beginning. Both of us did. We're, we're gonna, like, we're gonna do a flashback right two. now to yeah. a clip. Justice pulled the tape. But I do think, I mean, I think we're gonna get a win at Washington, Spencer. Personally, I don't think Jacob Eason is going to be fully settled into the new program. Fire! Um, thank you. <laughs> the defense lost a lot of their talent last year. I mean, a lot of seniors graduated. Six of their top seven tacklers graduated. Nine total starters. And it's kind of now or never for Cal, I think. Um, if they're going to beat Washington, they're going to do it this season. And it's going to be in the second week. We did it last season, too. Yeah, so, so oh, I guess that's true. So I mean, Those names in particular, Byron Murphy, uh, Greg Gaines, Ben Burkirvan, obviously. Washington, week two, is actually a huge benefit for Cal. That's what everybody's saying. And I'm gonna be there, so we're definitely gonna win. You're gonna bring the good, the good mojo. Speak it into existence. Yep. Yeah. I actually don't have Cal beating Washington, but I, oh, I, I'm all okay. for this. I'm all for all this. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so you just heard Emily's take. <laughs> we we, we confirmed who had the, mm-hmm. who who said it first. Whatever. So it was me. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Emily, talk a little bit about what you saw. Um, but but before you do that. I want to uh, give a shout out to the offensive, the Cal offensive line. Yes, um, a, a lot of movement, a lot of new players. Uh, Bazaka's getting some time. Henry Bazaka's, McCade Metower, and yeah. Mike Safel at the center position. Dude, Mike Safel obviously, an obviously Daltoso and Curhan. Um, they they settled into the game so well. Second half, I mean, every single time I looked over at Shaylin tweeting, it was like. Offensive line struggling once again. Yeah. Offensive line sucks. Are we surprised? But then they got so good. There was one play where Garbers got tackled within a second. I was like, oh, this is going to be a yeah. long... Yeah. Woo-hoo. Credit to them. There were yeah, a couple but, completely yeah. whiffed blocks. Yeah. Emily, what's up? What's up? I thought... I am psychic. We know this now. Yep. 
um, also, you guys, if you didn't know, I predicted the Manny Machado trade thing. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. I'm psychic. I'm just trying to prove it. Oh, but okay, anyway, okay. you know, I we think... Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think we have I wrote an article your, about it. For your fake resume. Um, continue. Anyway, <laughs> I think that the best part of the game for me was that after, you know, when they were kind of basking in, in their victory, they didn't seem shocked at all. They weren't like we just pulled off something completely impossible. They were like, we came to play and we did, and we did exactly what we like, you know, we're going to do. We won. Yeah. And I think it was very much like an on to the next attitude from what I could tell. Yeah. Week four, the fourth game Justin Wilcox coached here at Cal in 2017. USC's fifth ranked in the nation with Sam Darnold as quarterback. They come in to Berkeley and it was a close contest for the majority of the game. SC pulled away in the fourth quarter. First thing Justin Wilcox says in his press conference, we came to this game expecting to win. Cal finished that year 5-7. and seven. USC was clearly the better team. They, 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 they won the Rose Bowl that year. Um, just the way that Justin Wilcox has established his program, it's like we expect to win every single week. And obviously that doesn't happen by the nature of how college football works. And in any sport, it's really hard to go undefeated. Um, but that attitude is reflected in what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to celebrate the victory for a, a minute and then focus on the next opponent, North Texas. Mm-hmm. Although it was early in the morning, I, Emily, to reiterate your point, I could uh, the attitude of the players was something that really shocked me. Like complimenting each other, uh, not taking like you know responsibility for the win, just very, mm-hmm. very, very team oriented. And I think Wilcox, even back when he was playing Darnold, all those guys um, a few years ago, he's nothing's changed. It's just now he has. Uh, better pieces at his disposal that he can use and uh, I mean he's more than anything I'm really surprised uh, after interviewing Safel and you guys have interviewed uh, Deng and Schreiner those features will be coming for the North Texas uh, game day preview Um, but at Everybody that I've met on the team is, is is a better person than they are a player. I was just going to say, I think that's one of the most not talked about things yeah. about Cal is that every single person on this team, like, they work so hard on building character. You know, they build people off the field mm-hmm. and also on the field. And I think that, I mean, I was talking to Ben Hawkschreiter's dad today, and he's like, that's, like, the most important thing about the program is that they find like cream of the crop kids like that are oriented you know very centered um there's more to life than football yeah exactly that i think that creates a a, an advantage Mm -hmm. i think it should be totally recognized yeah these people are like they have such a good team community and energy and and hella articulate yes agreed yeah specific example yesterday um after the game ends, Henry Bazakas, who, who had two holds called on him, um, thrust into action after the Craig injury. The first person that Michael Sethel credits is Henry Bazakas. He's a senior who, I don't, I can look at the stats later, didn't have much action or any starts heading into tonight. And in the second half, he plays the game of his life on the road against Washington to help secure Marcel Dancy's career quarter in the third quarter. Um, yeah, and then Dancy coming out and saying, I did nothing. It was all credit to my office. Exactly. Just, mm-hmm. just made me so, like, just sunk my heart. I was like, yeah. I love you. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Was great, also, I don't think I'm ever going to get sick of watching Christopher Brown Jr. stiff arm people oh, on the ground. He had some deadly oh my ones God. in the fourth quarter. That was just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. He led the team in rushing and receiving yards. He had another great game. And it's just so fun watching 
Cal play well. Like, it, yeah. you know. And I don't really know how to articulate this, but, like, I feel like with this win, Cal's season is has a completely different narrative or trajectory than it did two weeks ago, in my eyes. Because I feel like, although it was a one-point win, it was pretty con- pretty damn convincing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I felt like it was it was more of Cal's game. Like, yeah. I really... Josh, Josh is shaking his head. Well, I'm the skeptical one in the room always. Um, I, I definitely agree with those points. The second half was clearly won by Cal. I think the first half was clearly won by Washington. So that's why I, I'm hesitant to go ahead and say, like, all this is solved. I mean, Chase Garber still has so much to work yeah, on. Yeah, there, there's still he, a lot he, to they, they stepped up. The team stepped up when it needed to. Um, but in terms of playing a complete game, I wouldn't necessarily like go to that narrative. Um, but going off of what you said in terms of the season as a whole, yeah. that, that, that mindset, absolutely. Because the nature of UW versus UC Davis is night and day. Totally. But I also think Washington played horribly when they came here last season. And like I think mm-hmm. they didn't play badly. They didn't play poorly yeah. yesterday. Or today, however you want to call it. Um, it's still, somehow it's still Sunday. I can't believe it. I know. That. It's, it's unbelievable, dude. Um, also, thank you for not reading my story initially when it came up because it was, uh, <laughs> it was garbage. But I went back in and edited it. So um, thank you for that. Looks good now. Yeah, it's good now. Um, so anything else you guys want to talk about the, about the game? I mean, we can look forward to North Texas. Or... Well, I was just I just want to agree with you on the oh, – I think you. that the – mindset of the team like when they are facing a you know a tough rival they have a lot of those on the schedule this season um but when they're down again yeah 10 points you know they can reflect on that game be like we came back exactly we beat washington yeah while we were on the road there like it gives you confidence i think like they need that they needed that win last night definitely and i'm so glad i'm objectively happy for this team that they won yeah, good for careful. their program. Be careful. It is I think not my program nor associated with this I newspaper. Say something. Oh well, okay. Going. Josh just wanted us to mention players of the game at some point. Shailen no, before play, before play, that, play, play. I was just gonna say we've gone this entire podcast without mentioning Greg Thomas a single time. <laughs> it was a 17-yard game-winning field goal, but it's a I game-winning mean, okay. field goal nonetheless, that's and that's okay, right? extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I think we all had Nothing's some slight right. concerns. We did. <laughs> just because it is Cal. Yeah, we all thought it was going to hit the post. <laughs> but um, I think Washington did was not smart to ice him because this is my, my thinking. If you don't ice the kicker, because that was their last time out and they used it. So, so Thomas weird. went into his kick knowing that they can't ice him again. But when a kicker's going into a kick... Like, as they're performing their motions, as they're kicking, or, like, right before the ball gets snapped, as they're walking, or, yeah, you know what I mean. But they have it going through their head, will I get iced or will I not get iced? But once you ice them and they're out of timeouts, Greg Thomas knows, all right, this is the kick, and now it's happening. But if they left that one timeout, I still still think he would have made it. I mean, it's a 17-yard chip shot, but major shout-out to him. He made both of his field goals. Yeah, uh, Shailen, mm-hmm. earlier today you tweeted out about Cal's ranking. Yeah, so we had the second most votes for the unranked teams in the uh, AP poll, but um, I think a win over North Texas is going to probably, I mean, assuming 15 teams ranked 15 to 25, I'm sure a few of them will lose next week, Yeah, and that should bump Cal into the 
top 25, assuming they do what they should do against North Texas. Two, two spots outside of the top 25. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't think they were even close to being in the picture uh, at the beginning of the season. So They jumped about 20 spots in a week. Uh, that's pretty good. Do we need um, to rename our group chat? Oh, yeah. So I don't. our group chat is the official group chat of the 125th best offense in the NCAA. Or the NCAA's 125th best offense. Yeah, we'll definitely have to change that. Thanks I think we should wait a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, we're getting too ahead of ourselves. I don't know, guys. But, uh, yeah, Nothing Chris up. Brown leads the Pac-12 in rushing yards. And I, I could definitely see him finishing top five also, by the end of the season. The way he's looking so far. His arms are frightening up close. Like, he has some... His arms are bigger than my thighs. and Yeah, he's the perfect running back body. Guys, my, th- power back. my thighs are two bodies in themselves. And, and going <laughs> off of that, he's not only the, the, the perfect like, back and toe, I think Marcel Dance is the perfect change of pace spell for him as well. Yeah. That could be, a, saw that yesterday. That could be a one-two punch. could be deadly for uh, for defenses. And open up the passing game, which is kind of what happened on the last drive. Yeah, I think Kiko Crawford should definitely... Be getting the majority. Let not just starting. He should be on the field as much as Romeo. Right. We I didn't think. see a ton of Nico Romeo and Jordan Duncan. Um, they were out like outside, or Duncan was uh, out wide, and Romeo was in the slot. Um, oh. A lot of the plays when they were in the game, Garbers ended up tossing the ball to bounce or scrambling for his life. Also, zero. I don't think did a tight end have a catch. Uh, Callan Castles, I think, had one. No, it was Crawford, three catches, 48 yards. Chris Brown, four catches, 30 yards. Jordan Duncan, two catches, 22 yards. Jeremiah Hawkins and Makai Polk, each with one reception. So that could be something as the season goes on that Cal can integrate that might you know switch things up. Uh, they can pull out in a big game or a bowl game is the tight end situation. But, I mean, the fact that they didn't use that is actually kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um they only had their wide receivers to rely on, and then in the running game, and I think Wilcox did an amazing job. Credit to him, and credit to you know, Deruder, credit to Baldwin, credit to all of them. Well, I think two games, and we had this question about who's going to get the like the lion's share of the receivers' uh, targets and like reps. It's pretty obvious. At least two games in, it's going to be Jordan Duncan, Kakoa Crawford, and Nico Romijio, and then the next guys up would be Jeremiah Hawkins and Makai Polk. I think Duncan was also very good when it mattered. I mean, yeah, the last yeah. drive, he had the catch and then drew the pass interference. So. He's great, man. True senior. Gang, gang. Um, one last thing I want to know before we maybe talk about players of the game. We, we have this idea, everyone's so excited that Cal's on the cusp of the top 25 after this big win. Cal started 3-0 in 2017 and 3-0 in 2018. But there was no Washington in those. No right. Washington years. away win. Right. So, at was the same time... Hmm? Wasn't BYU ranked? BYU was not ranked, but BYU had just beaten Arizona the week before. Uh, yeah. And it was another road environment. Um, that was the Chase Garbage, Brennan McElwain, the one time that the carousel really had consistent success. Mm-hmm. Um, so another another big road win this weekend. Probably definitely bigger, but um, just to be like some, some perspective is that there's such there's so much left um, yeah. and a lot can change. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, players of the game. I think um, since I was there, I should start, and I'm the captain. I was also there. I'm not the captain, but I was also there. Well, well yeah. the captains better be your player of the game. <laughs> you should know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Mr. Weaver, yes. uh, Mr. Brown. I think Bynum did well. I don't think he was a player of the game, but his interception was beautiful. Uh, yeah, Weaver and Brown, I think, for 
I, I mean, arguably Weaver for the second consecutive week, but definitely Brown again. Um, I like Dancy, his inclusion into things, but I think Brown and Weaver are the two players of the game for me. Mm-hmm. You, and you guys disagree? Want to add to that? I think also Coin Dang is like an unsung hero for this team. Like he, he's like I watched a little bit of game film last night, and he's insanely good in pass coverage. His length is so noticeable when he's playing too. There's one one play where a Washington player I thought just blew right by him, but he reached out his arms and just snagged him back onto the <laughs> ground. It's, it's crazy. And he's, I think, tied for 17th in the nation in tackles. So once again, it's not Kunashik, but Cal has two inside yeah. linebackers that are pretty dominant so far. Deadly. Deadly. Yeah. Josh, anybody to add? Yeah, my, my just to, like to sneak peek of like how these podcasts are going to go. My game, my player of the game is always going to be a little bit of a sneaky pick. Last week I went with Chase Garbers. Um, I'm going to focus in, I'm going to really hone in on that final drive because you could play the first three and a half quarters and UW and Cal are grinding it out. Like, uh, what's what's the phrase? Like, like punch for punch with each other? Yeah, like blow, for blow. blow for blow with each other. Stride for stride. Stride for stride, yeah, all of the above. Um, it's 19-17, two minutes to go. They Cal picks up the first first down, but you can't run Brown and Dancy the entire way down the field, when, especially when UW is expecting it. My player of the game is Jordan Duncan, because mm-hmm. in that in that you're thinking the mindset when you're down in that position should be you know try and get as close as you can, if not the end zone, a manageable field goal. Cal's at the UW thir- at their own 36 yard line with a minute and a half. And Jordan Duncan goes up, and if he doesn't catch that, who knows what happens after? Like, obviously also, Chase Garbers with the pass, right? Also, great coverage on the great play. coverage on the play. Jordan Duncan, right spot, right moment, makes the catch. Next play, all right. Now Cal is at midfield, all right. That's a huge first down, obviously. Next play, go, go, like they call Duncan. They do the same route. They go right to that spot, pass interference. They're already in field goal range. Just by having Jordan Duncan on the field in that mm-hmm. presence makes all the difference in the world. Because if Cal doesn't get in that position, obviously the, the the completion to Crawford doesn't. You don't know what's going to happen after that. Those two plays, and they, it happens so fast because yeah. Cal's running the two minute drill with three timeouts, but still, you know, Chase Garbers has never really done anything like that. And Garbers is definitely an honorable mention because, like, no, stop. He's oh, he's, he's your go yes. ahead. Go I would ahead, like to ahead, nominate ahead, Chase Garbers as my player of the game. I just think. He looks so much like he's playing so much smarter yeah. than he was last year, and just he's playing like Wilcox wants yeah, him to play. Yeah, yeah, he's making things happen. He's doing, I mean, exactly what he needs to be doing. And he, this entire offense, I think, as a whole, is not letting anything get to them. They've taken, you know, a lot of, oops, what do you call it? Hits from the media. Not criticism. Criticism. That's a good word for that. Scrutiny. I was also up late watching the game. Um, Yeah. Um, But I mean, they've obviously they're not anybody's like expect. Like they're the underdogs, and I think they know it. But they're here to prove themselves, and so far so good. And I think Chase is really integral in how they've been performing and I hope he continues improving um and just got you know I think it's about mentality and so far they haven't really let anything shake them I think that's why they've been able to come back yeah um yeah and win Wilcox poker face Mm -hmm. all day I've never seen that dude smile 
<laughs> Except he said, or he walked out of the press conference and he was like, what time is it? And someone was like, 1.30. And he's like, nice. And then <laughs> 2.30. 2.30. It was 2.30. And then he smiled. And I was like, that's weird. Uh, he was probably being sarcastic. But, uh, but yeah, guys. Uh, we'll come out with a North Texas podcast very soon. Can I have one more honorable mention player? Uh, yes. Two, mi- two minutes max. All right. Cal special teams, aside from Greg Thomas, was bad. It was all right? terrible. It's terrible. Aaron Fuller is a great return man, right? He almost breaks a couple free, right? We'd bring Dario Longhetto, the like the our punter, um, struggling his first yeah. three punts, all right? Steven Coots has an injury. He is not supposed to be punting. Longhetto gets hurt, and you immediately see Coots and Gabe Sheminets start going through the, the motions on the sideline, preparing to say, you know what? We, we may need to go in a different direction because field position was so important in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steven Coots goes in there, all right, clearly not himself, and, like... Puts better than... Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't... He's clearly not... He's a shell of his former self right now. You know, hopefully he gets back to his, like... He's hobbling off the field. Right. right. Hopefully he gets back to full strength soon, but the fact that he was even out there is a testament and I think symbolizes, like, how badly this, like, that win meant to this team and how badly he wanted to be out there. I thought that was really cool. Wilcox said coming into the week that Coots would be able to do sky punts, but there are... Like, Longetta was just doing so bad that we put Coots in, and he had a couple that were pretty long. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely, I mean, I think it's going to help the defense a lot when Coots is back to full health, just because there are a lot of times where the defense was forced to start with Washington having very good field position. So, I mean, Coots is one of the best punters in the nation. So, if and when he gets back to full health this season, it's going to help the team a lot as a whole. I feel like the storm was such a metaphor for things, you know, for the team itself. Like, no matter the adversity, they came out on the other side. And it's going to be so sad when they go 2-10 and ten the rest of the season. We come back and listen to this. And how, <laughs> how optimistic we all were. We heard uh, Purple Rain by Prince Umbrella. Thank by God. Rihanna. I was going to say, if they didn't play Purple Rain, that DJ needs to get fired. Well, yeah. Because that's literally, like, served them their, on a Their motto platter. is Purple Rain, okay. but it's R-E-I-G-N. Oh, I think yeah. Yeah, chills just now. Oh my god, it was good. So good. (laughs) Purple rain. Um, and you know, as Cal gets better, we get better. Here at the Daily Californian, Uh, that was a ballin' podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, to this point, you guys could find uh, all of our info, all of our stories on dailycal.org. We also have a Twitter at Daily Cal Sports, Facebook search Daily Cal Sports. We'll be there as well. Uh, keep coming back. Thank you for listening. Well, again, we'll preview North Texas. Uh, we'll do a little recap on there, and we persist and we go on. Josh, you have one more comment? Not really. Just North Texas. Uh, a little bit of like a, a preview of the preview. Uh, just lost to SMU this weekend by twenty two points. Coached SMU is coached by one Sunny Dykes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about the cheese ball triggering Cal fans. How yeah. about? Dykes, Mr. Dykes and his offensive machine are still rolling. They, uh, the Mustangs uh, defeated the Mean Green 49-27. He's helping us out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, SMU's quarterback is uh, Shane Buchel, the former Texas quarterback who actually competed against Cal in 2016. Um, safe to say that things have changed, and uh, hopefully we can see a little bit more consistency from the offense against uh, North Texas' defense in six days. You know, let's go to SMU.
Darius McNeil. Darius McNeil. <laughs> this is a little oh. preview. So, to have a preview of the preview of the preview. Yeah. One golden moment basketball podcast <laughs> in like two months. Justice, you're just the producer. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, when, when's, your, when you, when's your basketball podcast starting? Uh, who knows? All right. Well, are you going to be talking about Darius McNeil? Uh, potentially. We talked about him at nauseam in the offseason. Okay. I don't know who that is, by the way. So, should I know? It's Not sports, anymore. Sports doesn't kind matter. Of irrelevant, um, he's gone. Shooting guard. I guess. He was uh, one of th- uh, Cal basketball's three main players. Uh, oh. We had to also depart with one justice suing. No yeah. relation. I know. Who that is. <laughs> one Connor Vanover. Ghost Grade. We could go on forever. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.